All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week again. It is another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, episode number 50. I'm Elio Canella, along with the man that's always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you, sir? I am living fantastic, phenomenal, and wonderful, all wrapped into one. Wow. All right. What a landmark show this is going to be. Oh, boy. Yes, we are. Yes, bring the bring the energy and make sure you have plenty of insurance. <laughs> Here we go. You are going to need it, my good man. Oh wow! Okay. So, well, take a swig while we're talking. You know, Pete, don't mind yeah. if I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So while my co-host gets ready uh, to give you the. Raw rundown. Let's just, let's just remind everyone that, believe it or not, there is a pay per view this coming weekend. Actually, well, hold on a minute before you get into everything. Uh, how was your week? What did you do? What did you do? Um, I well, let's see. What did I do? I worked out yesterday. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, somehow, my uh, trainer managed to have me pulling 55 pounds while moving backwards. Yo, I saw. I, I think I saw that in the video. You had like this, like I think it was like a weight or something, and you were like crawling and pulling it. Um. Well, well, you wouldn't have seen that one yet because I, I haven't posted it yet. Oh, I thought because I, I saw one that I noticed that you posted. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did post it there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's where I saw it. That was a that was a that was a fifty five pound backwards pull. I'm not sure how I pulled that off. Yeah. Wow. How did you my feel legs, afterwards? My legs were protesting very heavily. <laughs> Jeez. My legs did not like me last night. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm all set to go. We got Raw, we got SmackDown, AEW, NXT, and our TLC predictions. Yes, and don't forget also we have a uh, trip in the DeLorean this week as well. Yep. As, as we take you back to TLC 2014. Yes, sir. Which was convenient because... Alright, so um what do you say we get into uh this week's show and all the action? Absolutely. So uh we'll kick it off with a Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Raw came to us from the Bond Secure Wellness Arena in Greenville, South Carolina. And I think I think we can uh, skip over the boring segments. Wouldn't you say? It was just terrible. Uh, All right. A lot of terrible going on. So, now, let me ask you a question. When did the Hardy Boys return to the WWE? Well, they didn't. That's the point. 
No, no, no. When did the Hardy Boys uh, first return? At WrestleMania, what was it? 30? Oh, oh, you mean, you mean originally? Yes, yes. yes. Thir- 31, right? Okay, so how did the Hardy Boys go from their big return to Matt Hardy being used as enhancement talent? Well, um, it's interesting that you should bring that up because, um, well, I I think it happened because, you know, Jeff Hardy is having um, personal issues. His, um, his addictions are once again... Um, like giving him problems, and apparently, it was it was recently re- reported that um, he's back in rehab again, which is why uh, currently doesn't want to release him because oh. obviously that wouldn't look good on them if he's actively in rehab. Um, uh, that's terrible. They, uh, yeah. he, he needs to he needs to get his act straight and no, his act together. Well, I I, th- I think it's I think it's it's beyond that at this point to tell you the truth. He he need, he he either needs to save his own life or WWE just needs to um, part ways with him because clear, clearly wrestling is not the priority. Yep. Um, right now and. And for good reason, but I, I think I think when somebody has that many issues and, and plus they're in the um, limelight mm-hmm. that is you know WWE or in, or any limelight period, it's yep. just it's not a, a good mix. So um, you know, ho- hopefully um, Jeff uh, gets gets the help he needs because. He's always been a personal favorite of mine, but uh, but I'll will t- tell you what it's it's always um, been uh, kind of mystifying to me how many how many chances he's gotten in uh, in professional wrestling. So you know, I, I I guess it's just a testament to his connection to the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's just getting to the point where it's like you know. He, you're in your forties, and I just I hope he I hope he gets the help that he so clearly uh, needs. Yep. So uh, Mad Hardy loses to Drew McIntyre in two minutes and ten seconds. <clears throat> in the next uh, match, sorry. Which that that in and of itself, I mean, obviously Drew McIntyre was gonna win, but I don't think it needed to be a squash. Right. Because. You know, not not just here, um, but squash matches have been so overused in WWE as of late. Yep. It's just I'm getting tired of. Them. Okay, and in our second match, the fight, the War Raiders finally defend their tag team championships, defeating the Street Profits in three minutes and ten seconds. I hope I really hope we're done with these guys always facing uh, enhancement talent and jobbers. Well, at least the street profits weren't um, weren't jobbers. In the no, I no, no. I'm saying this, this was a this was a good match. So, well, but but I kind of I kind of disagree. 
because you know, look look at the look at the match they had on the last uh, takeover that they were on. Right. And then look look at this one. I mean. Oh no! I meant I meant this is a I meant this is a good ma- this was a good match because they actually fate they faced an actual team that's on the ro- that was on the NXT roster. Okay. Is what I meant. I, yeah. I, I get your point, and, and from that perspective, I I agree. I just I really wish that the TV uh, TV time had gone a little bit uh, further toward toward helping. And then uh, the match actually feel like it meant something. And then I can't believe we're, we're still seeing this guy. Alistair Black defeated Akira Tozawa. <laughs> well, uh, you know, since since WWE released, um, you know, uh, the Ascension, they uh, they released um, Sin Cara mm-hmm. and uh, who, who, is, who is the other Luke Harper. Um, Luke Harper. Yes. So I, which yes. I, I still understand the point of uh, stretching out his contract. If they were, if this was what they, what they ended up, what they were gonna end up doing. Well, you know, it was just a power play to try to prevent him from AEW. But my point in bringing that up is, I, th- I think they, they were running out of lower card uh, talent to use, mm-hmm. which, which is why Akira Tozawa has been. Uh, put in that position, um, but you know it, it. It really irritates me because Alistair Black is one of my favorite guys on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, to tell you the truth, yeah. And you know he debuted in April, and since then he's done absolutely nothing. It is now mid December, and um, while I'm while I'm trying to. Uh, to not let my head explode out of frustration because I don't want to go on a, on another um, profanity-filled tangent against WWE, um, especially on this uh, landmark show for us. So I'm trying to make it as as clean as possible so we, we can uh, we can get as many uh, you know listeners as, as we possibly can. You know, this is one. This is one of those scenarios where it's really pushing my limits of my patience. <laughs> and I and I haven't even said anything that you know that you can't uh, use that language. Exactly. All right. In the next one, we have Humberto Carrillo defeating Andrade in eleven minutes and ten seconds. six-week-long um, Carrillo experiment is clearly over. Um, this, I thought this was a very um, good match, to tell you the truth. Um, I was a little bit surprised that it went as long as it did. I would have expected another squash. So from that perspective, it was, it was kind of refreshing. But to tell you the truth, um, despite the I agree with Andrade uh, getting the win. It's it's like what does it matter anymore? Because WWE has done so much damage to um, to the brand that is Andrade. You know, and and it goes back to the conversation that I that we've had these past number of weeks 
if I'm a talent on the NXT roster, and especially if I'm an upper tier talent, I don't want to go to the main roster at all. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm just going to get steamrolled. And that and that's, what, that's what's happened with Andrade. It's to the point where it's like, it's, it's clear that he could be he could be the next, you know, like, uh, I don't want to say the next Rey Mysterio, because Rey Mysterio is a league of his own in terms of, you know, the Lucha Libre thing, but if, if, if they're looking for the next, um, for the, for the next Hispanic star, because, uh, unfortunately, WWE does tend to, um, you know, look at business that way in terms of, uh, you know, looking for the next big, you know, Hispanic star, mm-hmm. and why why not him? Because clearly the Sin Cara experiment didn't work out, and um, and this guy can actually work. And then we had Buddy Murphy defeating Zack Ryder in a two-minute match. Because right. if, if Buddy Murphy had lost in two minutes, I, I would be screaming at the top of my lungs uh, right now. But it, it's just like, what's the point? And then we had a handicap tag team match with the Kabuki Warriors losing to Becky Lynch by disqualification. Are, are you sensing a theme here? Because, you know, we, we've, we've seen these these handicap women's matches yep. featuring the the Kabuki Warriors for at least at least three straight weeks now, mm-hmm. and and I'm getting pissed because I'm not sure what the end game is here. Like, how does that help Becky Lynch or the Kabuki Warriors? Because on one hand, if if two women as talented as as Kyrie Zane and Asuka are cannot defeat one person. Then it buries them, but then what? What's what's the point of having somebody the caliber of a Becky Lynch or a Charlotte lose? Yep. In that kind of match, when it, when it's it's not gonna it's not gonna mean anything in terms of a feud down the line. You know, if if they were really building, um, you know, the Kabuki Warriors as a legitimate badass team like you know I don't know the, the female female versions of you know the, the authors of pain for instance and I'm, I'm not comparing the two I'm, I'm just going for a visual here mm-hmm. if, if, if you wanted us to buy into them as ass kickers which they are but you know clearly WWE doesn't seem to see it that way then you know What's a match like this gonna mean if if the fans aren't aware of it at this at this point in time? And that's that's perhaps perhaps I'm not doing the best job explaining it, but it's just you know if you have to do these matches again and again and again, and then they still don't mean anything, then then I can I 
continue to point the finger at uh, WWE yep. rather than rather than the talent in the ring. Because this is just doing a disservice to all, all involved, quite frankly. Then we have Eric Rowan defeating Trent Newman. Here we go with my favorite part of the show. Trent Newman. Known as Tracer X and he was... He only had had one match which he lost in NJPW earlier at the beginning of this year. So not much uh, on this guy. Well, you know, um, as, much as, as much as I enjoy uh, the gentleman's daily, um, uh, daily, daily research on the jobbers. Do we do this podcast daily? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? Okay, let's let's just have a little fun here. I want I want your prediction. When are we gonna see what's inside Eric Rowan's cage? Knowing knowing how WWE works, probably WrestleMania. Oh no, jeez. Okay, they're going to make us wait that long, okay? I really hope that there's something in there, because if there's nothing in there, I'm going to be so... Oh. Well, I'm, all, I'm already so pissed off, because it's like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> the reason I don't care mm-hmm. is because it's given me no reason to invest in Eric Rowan whatsoever. And then, and then, in the main event, United States Champion Rey Mysterio defeats AJ Styles. Well, and but there's a caveat there. We should, oh, we should okay. That uh, and he only got victory because uh, Randy Orton came out and distracted AJ Styles. So, um. saw that, yeah. After that took place. So that was a little, uh, that was a little strange. But, you know, overall, and I know, I know you said we weren't going to go over the... Now, yeah, hold on. I, I was just getting said the main, uh, the main, uh, storyline of the night is, uh, so we finally got the heel turn. Yes. And, you know, I, I really hope that this, that this marks resurgence uh, for Seth Rollins because mm-hmm. as much as I disagree with with um, with his booking or you know just his social media usage <laughs> he's he's really bad at using social media somebody needs to yep. needs to up his game on that one yep. or just unplug the damn thing which would be my vote um, <laughs> but you know Aside from all of that, you know, Seth Rollins, from an in-ring perspective, is is really good. 
Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's been lost. Um, as of late, I, I don't know if he's gone into autopilot on, on um, his last uh, several matches. Well, actually, the last several months. But, you know, if, if they can turn him back into the heel that he was and, and have the in-ring work back on the level that it was mm-hmm. um, when he um, when he was with the shield and also after he um, after he left the shield then I would be emotionally invested in um, Seth Rollins again as it stands right now you know the ball is in WWE's court um, and and his court as well to make me care again because at this point I just couldn't care less Okay. Alright, so that does it for our review Monday at Raw. We are now gonna switch over to AEW Dynamite. And AEW Dynamite this week came to us from the Curtis Caldwell Center in Garland, Texas. And on this card, the first opening match was John Moxley destroying Alex Reynolds in five seconds. Well, and that's what it needs to be because you know it's it's John Moxley for God's sake. So right. That's what it needed to be. And uh, after the match, Chris Jericho and Inner Circle came out, and Jericho was trying to talk Moxley into joining the Inner Circle. And uh, they would be patiently be waiting for his uh, decision, which we all know what's going to happen there. He's not going to join, or is he? Well, and, and I don't, I don't think so either. Um, however, I will say, Chris Jericho is really staking his claim in the greatest of all time conversation, mm-hmm. because. The way that he has just consistently been able to reinvent himself and then do it again in AEW and be one of the one of, if not the most compelling promo of the night. Every time Chris Jericho appears on my screen, I'm paying attention. I want to see what happens. Now I have to I've say okay um. I'm. I don't know if I've brought this up in the past, but have you heard of a podcast called Pot of Thunder? Yes, I have. Have you Have you heard any of the episodes? Uh, n- no. But depending on uh, depending on oh, what, be, you, uh, what you say, because of, like, a, a few a few of the episodes have had Chris Jericho uh, joining in uh, with uh, the guys over at Pot of Thunder. Next, we had <laughs> the Blade and the Butcher defeating Cody and QT Marshall. I'm actually uh, somewhat curious to see 
see where this goes. Um, mm-hmm. As I mentioned um, last uh, last week, um, the the abundance of cult uh, references and involvement in terms of stables in AEW is a little bit off-putting because uh, right now we have the Dark Order. Right. Who, who I don't know what the, what the issue is there, but there's just a disconnect. And I'm oh, come on! You you didn't enjoy you don't enjoy the vignettes there. No. Oh, come on! I do. They're, they're like good. They're the one of one of the more entertaining. Yeah. I'm just curious to see where it goes. Well, what and, and as am I, but but the reason the reason why I say that is because it it would have been so much more interesting had those vignettes aired before they debuted. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But now they're just, it's like they're recruiting more of got more people. But yeah, I, I, but I, I, get what, I get what you're speaking saying. Speaking of that guy, um, you know, uh, this latest promo that they had where the guy's watching an infomercial. Yep, that's Alex Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the host, um, Alex Reynolds, starts talking to him. I, I felt that was interesting. Um, so we'll have to see right. how that goes. I enjoyed that video. Okay, then we had um, Big Swole defeating Emi Sakura. Actually, I, I kind of enjoyed this match. And, um, you know, as, as we're talking, I'm going to look up uh, Big Swole because she looks a lot like Cedric Alexander's wife. It is. So, so I was, I was right. Okay. It is. Uh, because, because I had, I, I've seen her on Raw as an enhancement talent. Sure. Times. Sure you uh, have, yeah. I, I knew she looked familiar, so. Yep, that's um, her. Y- yeah, she, she actually looks really good, so. Yeah. It was nice, it was nice to see her outside of a, uh, squash man scenario. Then we had the team of Adam Page and Kenny Omega defeating Kip Sabian and Sean Spears. Ugh. I didn't enjoy this match. No, I didn't. And, um, I didn't, I didn't either. And the other thing that I really didn't enjoy was the lights out thing. Oh, yeah, where uh, Joey Janela comes out to uh, uh, wheeling uh, Tully Blanchard, who's tied up in the judge here. Yeah. Right, and uh, aside from the light out gimmick being done too much, mm-hmm. okay, th- that thing with Tully being tied to a chair was so stupid. Actually, that didn't, that didn't make any sense, because what does Joey Janela have to do with Tully Blanchard? Well, and, but what does Joey Janela have to with Sean Spears, so... Uh, this is, this is true. But actually, uh, he has to do with, uh, Kip Sabian, because apparently, uh, he used to go with, uh, Penelope Ford. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I hopefully that doesn't turn into another triangle, because I've had enough love triangles on wrestling television. Oh, well, you like the Rusev on the divorce segment? 
<laughs> with the with the with the Ducktales T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just like I couldn't tell if it was Donald Duck or Ducktales, but it looked like Ducktales. I I just really like Yusuf. It just thought that like he was just having fun with it. Well, you know, and and, and Rusev's involvement was the most bearable part of it. Yeah, he was he was fun. That's what I liked about. It. Otherwise, it would have been painful. But you know, but Lana's Lana's business it, it, it's so in, it's so interesting. <laughs> you know, she wants me to take her seriously, yet she dresses like that. <laughs> yet she sounds like that, and her and her acting is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I. I think, I think the storyline may have been more successful if it was done in a more serious tone. Mm-hmm. But like that, that's like the only thing I could possibly say. Um, but as I'm seeing it right now, this storyline has absolutely no redeemable qualities whatsoever. No. None. And then in the fifth match of the... Sorry? I said it's atrocious, and on top of that, the fact that it's on PG television, can you imagine having that conversation with with somebody that's below the age of 12? No. Like, that's just awkward. And in the fifth match, we had Luchasaurus defeating Sammy Guevara. Um... I, I like these two guys, um, so I didn't really, I didn't really have too much of an issue uh, with that, okay. especially, especially since since they were helping build to the Jungle Boy versus Jericho match, mm-hmm. and I I really enjoyed that promo with Jericho and just the way he del- he delivered the line. Uh, I think you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Have Wait, let me ask you. No, wait. You haven't caught him in MLW yet. Or have you? No, I haven't. Okay, MLW is on YouTube. Now, they have a swearing on there. Have you noticed uh, the similarity here? AEW has a swearing, except they're on TNT, which is a national channel on the television that people, everyone can well, and, see. And now, and now, WWE has started with the cussing a little bit. Kevin Owens. I really, do, I really do think that that's because of AEW. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's, it's just like... Yeah. I said, I said it last week, and I think I've said it numerous times, but the fact that they're trying to sell this as a Wednesday night war, mm-hmm. it just, it makes my eyes roll a little yep. bit. And I, I swear, like, re- re- wrestling fans are so stupid. Every way, every week they start, they're complaining about the same thing, about AEW and uh, NXT and stuff. It's like, oh. Point. Wrestling Twitter is unbearable to like the nth degree, and I almost, I almost cussed right there, and I want you to know that I held myself back. Oh, okay. 
I didn't say anything. I, I, you can say what you want. I, I, I'm not saying anything that tells me not to. Okay, so all in the main event, we had the Young Bucks defeating Ortiz and Santana. I'm not going to call them Proud and Powerful because that's just a stupid name. Uh, yeah, that definitely is. And, um, but I, I, I like the, I like the team. And so it, it's yep. very, uh, No, I like the team. I do that. It's a very interesting pairing for me. What, Santana and Ortiz? Why is it an interesting parent? They were they were LAX. Um. Well. Uh, well. Because I think I think LAX the the name and the gimmick is owned by uh, Impact. So yeah. I think that's why they changed it. Oh, you said it's an, they're an interesting pairing. I mean, why they, they've been pairing, they've been a teaming for a long time. Um. Well. No. 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 I didn't. I didn't say LAX. I'm just saying I like the match up between... Oh, the match. Okay, I get it. I get you now. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, it was not a bad match. Yeah, but... but and also, my point was, I like the program between the two teams. Not yep. just the match. Yep. Alright, and um, that's our review of AEW. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with our review of... NXT. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And Ben, are you set for NXT? Uh, yes, I am. I I briefly lost you on video there, but I'm oh, okay. All right. Um, so let's see what we have for NXT. Absolutely. Um, this this was actually one of the uh, one of the more enjoyable shows of the last couple of weeks. I was I was a very uh, big fan of this show. Uh, before we get into it, though, uh, this might be part part of a buzzkill. Oh. Um, but but I have. I have to be honest with with our listeners. I have not seen the main event of this show because I just ran out of time uh, before uh, before we came on the air. I was uh, I was watching it and um, and my dinner showed up, so I had to run. Okay. So I am looking forward to. Uh, seeing that triple threat match, but uh, right. in the meantime, uh, allow me to review the rest of it. Um, to kick off the evening, we had a uh, WWE NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. I love the fact that they bought the, the Cruiserweight Championship to NXT. Mm-hmm. That was a stroke of genius, in my opinion, and it actually makes it mean something, because... Elsewhere, I don't think the Cruiserweight Championship fits. Um, but uh, anyway, let's get to the match. Um, so this was this was a high flying affair from uh, from the beginning. Both uh, both competitors were hitting some uh, pretty big moves, and uh, to, tell you, to tell you the truth, I kind of 
felt bad for uh, for Leo Rush uh, at certain points in, in the match because he was taking some uh, some rough bumps uh, throughout that entire match. At, at one point, early in the match, um, when he, when Angel Garza pulled him off the apron, mm-hmm. he hit his jaw square on the apron. And it just it looked bad. Um, and then, uh, and then he got his, um, his face, uh, hung up on the top rope. And then there was one spot in that match that I did not like. And that was, that was when, um, that was when, uh, Leo was going for, um, his finisher to the outside. The, uh, the... I forget, I forget what he calls it. Oh yes, he was going for the final hour uh, to the outside, the uh, the frog splash off the top, and and the reason why I didn't like it was because you could see very obviously that um, that uh, Angel Garza was waiting for it before before he put his knees up. And it was just very obvious, like, the way that he was... Because he wasn't laid really flat. Like, he was kind of up in the sit-up position mm-hmm. until um, until Leo got to the top rope. And then and then he laid down to, to take the move before he got his knees up. So, it, it, uh, but other than, other than that. And then... Um, let me just scroll down a little bit further in the, the review. Oh yeah, here we here we go. And so the other the other part of the part of the uh, match that I really enjoyed was the psychology and kind of like the one upsmanship because um, Leo Rush was using um, was using. Garza's move, the uh, the wing clipper, um, he hit that one time, um, and they did a they did a really good job of playing off of the other week when uh, when Garza took his pants off in front of Leo, Leo's wife. Mm-hmm. Because at, at one point uh, Leo went for a pin, but uh, but Garza was able to escape the the ring. But because he had teased taking his pants off earlier, his pants were loose enough. So, so Leo, Leo caught Garza by the pants, but instead of, instead of preventing him from getting out of the ring, all I did was cause his pants to fall off. <laughs> um, so that, that was, that was kind of funny. Um, and far be it for me to laugh when a man takes his pants off, but that was just... That was just funny. Um, but but aside aside from some some well placed uh, comedy, um, this was just a very entertaining uh, back and forth match. And um, okay. So so the finish was very, was very interesting for me as well because um, Garza hit the the wing. And then, and then um, Leo kicked out of that, but then he got directly into like a reverse full Nelson.
got the and Garza got the tap out. So um, I I think that this was a, a fantastic match for him for both guys, and I'm very invested in the feud going forward. Okay. And then after um, after the um, after we got back from commercial, it was revealed that um, Angel Garza uh, proposed to his uh, to his wife during the commercial break, and they had a they had a nice moment in the ring, and she said yes. And I I, I always like seeing stuff like that, so um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, Next up, match-wise, we had Raul Mendoza versus my least favorite guy to lay eyes on, Cameron Grimes. Jesus, what the hell? He gives me flashbacks to Prince Albert. I just, I oh can't. my god. I can't. Uh, um, but it's just kind of... I hate, it was just one of the, another squash match, and I hate those. Yeah. And, and Grimes is talented enough where they shouldn't book him like that. Right. And then, of course, and, and then, of course, we get into the real stupidity after the squash. Oh, no. Kushida stole Grimes' hat. Oh. So I guess we have a, we have a feud now. Oh, God. Well, um, did you see the video from the Portman Center? Uh, no, I, I may have missed that. Apparently there was an altercation. Cameron Grimes beat Kushida up in the performance Center. Oh, so that's why, that's why he stole his hat. So, so, yeah, so... And right away people are like, oh, I can't believe that happened, right? Right? I'm, I'm like, well, I, I, already could, I could already tell that was all a setup. It's still real to them, damn it. <laughs> people. But, but really, these but people really people the, kill me when they say, Oh that's that was real. But I mean, good lord. Hasn't the internet kind of pulled a curtain back on professional oh wrestling? God. I mean yes, there there are negatives to that, absolutely. Um and, and partially I really do believe that the internet has destroyed professional wrestling.
Next up, after that, we got a uh, video package from NXT UK star Travis Banks. Um, and then uh, after that, Travis Banks actually got a surprise victory after an insecurity. And he pinned uh, Jackson Riker from the Forgotten Sons. So that was a little bit surprising for me. And I, I just think Jackson Riker could do so much more. So I'm a, I'm a little bit miffed uh, as to that. But it, it, it was a nice little involvement for NXT UK on regular NXT television. Okay. Uh, given, given that they have a, a face-to-face Win World Clyde uh, NXT TakeOver coming up in January. So that was a nice little touch. Uh, next up was, uh, the actual match between Dakota Kai and Mia Yim. Yep. And, and right off the bat was a huge, um, drop kick. I was, I was a little bit, um, I was a little bit confused, uh, from the beginning because, um, it, I, 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 I don't. I don't know, but I just, the match itself was a little bit off for me. You, even though I really, I really like Dakota Kai, um, yeah. but I, I, I wasn't expecting her to beat Mia Yim at this point. Okay. I would have, I would have expected Mia Yim to get kind of semi revenge on her, um, for uh, costing her her spot, as I said before. But I guess. I guess they're going against WWE Green and actually delaying our gratification there. So, from that perspective, that's kind of nice. Um, but I, uh, I have to say that I am a huge fan of Mia Yim and, and certainly see great things for her in the future. Uh, ne- ne- after the match, uh, uh, Dakota takes a nasty looking bump after after she gets back suplexed through a table uh, by Mia and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I was I was I would be shocked if Dakota Kai didn't get seriously hurt off of that and I, I hope she didn't but God it looked so nasty it was just ugh it actually made my stomach flip I don't know why but it it did something to me. Uh, so next up was the uh, Bianca Belair versus Kaden Carter, or Kaden Carter match, excuse me. Um, and this one was a little bit too short for me, um, for, for, uh, for me to get invested in. That that is, it was less than five minutes, and I just, I, I just think. Both Caden Carter and Bianca Belair are too good for this kind of a match. That kind of pissed me off. And, of course, uh, next up was the main event, but I can't get into that because I haven't seen it yet. Okay, uh, now, um, let me ask you, Amir, have you heard of uh, that wrestler Austin Theory? Okay, because uh, the dark match on NXT had Roderick Strong defending the North American Championship against Austin Theory. 
which I don't get how he gathered himself a championship match, but that was interesting. Yeah, well, and, and, and there, we, there we go with the classic uh, gaps in WWE yep. logic. But, you know, it, um, I'd be very interested to see if, um, if we ever get footage from NXT Dark Matches in, in the past. I think it would be cool, something like what AEW does with AEW Dark. I think that would be cool. Yeah. To get to like show show those matches on YouTube or maybe on the network I, network I, or something. I expect that kind of counter move coming up in the near future, so that'll be. Interesting. Yeah. So they had that one, and then they had Shane Thorne defeating Sean Maluda. TITM sixty one. Well, at least I was close. You know what? I think I, I you know what? I can't believe I didn't get this sooner. But I know what TM sixty one is. What? Thorn Miller. I don't know where they got the sixty one from, but. Yeah, well, at least the TM part made sense. But at least I was, I was close. With yeah. It. Alright, that was our NXT uh, review. We will now transition over to the SmackDown review. Ben, take it away with the SmackDown report. Okay, so uh, we open up with Demon's Boy. <laughs> you could possibly imagine. Okay, I have to ask you. Are, are, are you as sick as I am of uh, this King Corbin and uh, Dolph Ziggler pairing? Well, it's just, it's just terrible. Minus Robert Root because he's been suspended. Right, and actually, we'll get into that even more when we, uh, when we hit our TLC predictions. Oh, um, okay. But, you know, I, I, have, I have to bring something. Up. What's up? Uh, and, and I don't I don't like copying other podcasts, but this, but this description uh, is, is really apt for Dolph for Dolph Ziggler. And unfortunately, I can't remember if it was a podcast or if it was on Twitter right. or whatever. But okay. somewhere, somewhere, he was described to me as a aged porn star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and I just found that hilarious. Oh my god. Jeez. Especially with all, especially with all the porn link references we've gotten on Raw. Oh my goodness. Uh, as of like with the BBC storyline. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Okay. I almost fell off my chair when I when I read that description, I, yeah. I found that hilarious. Oh, man. Okay. But anyway, getting, getting back to our regularly skeptical SmackDown review. Yep. So, um, they get in the, they get in the ring for, like I said, 15 minutes, and I almost fell asleep. Mm-h
king of the ring, I would not have guessed Grayson, your Burger King attire and your <laughs> terrible looking fur cape. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile you, meanwhile, you want me to take you seriously as a king when you don't even have the right, you know, attire on. Yeah, yeah, you got the cape, you got the, you got the scepter, and yep. you, 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 you get bought to the ring as your king, Mabel, the second coming. Mm-hmm. But, but you're missing something very important. You're still wearing a tank top on <laughs> right? <laughs> what kind of kink was the tank top? Yeah, it looks like it came from Ed Hardy Incorporated or whatever. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Ed Hardy went, went out in like 2007. <laughs> and and, and, and not, to, not to disrespect Ed Hardy because, um, you know, even though I hated his clothing line, he is a legend, legend in the tattoo. So, and okay. you, you know my uh, my affinity for tattoos. Yes. And, uh, and as as an amusing aside, and I guarantee you this will be more amusing than our SmackDown review. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we mentioned earlier that this is our fiftieth podcast, so that is a that is something off my off my list, so to speak. But another thing on my list is I have to get you involved in this, in the tattoo. Game. Uh oh. Before before the end of of um, this podcast run, which I which I hope it lasts a good you know five ten years or so. Um, but before the end of it, uh, I have to have you get at least one tattoo. That is that is the other thing. Um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but but here here's the thing, right? So. So I'm not completely selfish. If you get a tattoo, I'll get one too. Okay. <laughs> and, and we will have to uh, we'll have to debut a video format so that uh, so that people can see the tattoos themselves. <laughs> All right. See, see how much thought I put into this. I, I see this. So, uh, anyway, so, unfortunately, we, we, get re- we get reminded how they covered, um, um, Reigns and Dog Food last week, mm-hmm. because, um, because Dolph brings to our attention that the place still smells like dog food, but even though they were in a completely different state, for some reason, Roman Reigns Wait, 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 hold on. Oh, okay, I was just going to say, what did, did they pack up uh, the smell uh, when they left the other arena and carry that along with them? Uh, apparently. I mean, <laughs> the, the gaps in logic and just the oversights are just astounding. Okay. Um, but then, then, then Corbin continues... Much to my chagrin, uh-huh. and he says that a lot of people are happy that Reigns isn't showing up this week. Um, then he he wanted Dolph to uh, to give us an overview of the locker room's opinion um, because 
talk about how how much the locker room backs him up, and and then he all he also um, he also wants Dolph to lead the arena in a Hail Corbin chant. But thank God we, uh, the new day arrives before we get too deep into that black hole. Um, I've never been more thankful to see the new day in all of my life. <laughs> you, and you, you laugh as if that's intended to be a joke, but it's not. No, no, I'm sad. No, I, I was, uh, I hate this guy's promos. I was glad to see the new day. Oh, jeez. I, oh, God. You know, in all seriousness, you would, you would think that these people would know how to do this, but the, the writing for these things is just atrocious. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then, uh, then Kingston uh, goes and says that yeah, Corbin, you did have a you did have a pretty good 2019, but so did I. And then we hear about you know his six month run with the WWE title, uh, the fact that they are now seven time tag team champions, as, as if we didn't know that already. Um. So then, despite the fact that um, Kingston has held multiple singles titles, been a WWE champion, been a record-setting tag team champion, Corbin says that he's had one lucky day in his 11-year career, and then we get a, a slap from Kingston to Corbin, and I'm so done with slapping. And, <laughs> yeah. And, um, in wrestling, I, yep. I forgot. To, I forgot to mention this on on the on the NXT review. Uh, maybe because I subconsciously I wanted to forget about it, but I, but I can't begin to tell you how many times uh, slapping was involved in, in Angel Garza versus Leah Rush. Oh it was just my like, God! It was like I I didn't realize this was a cat fight. <laughs> You know, but but anyway, they they managed to have a pretty good match despite the fact that it broke down into a cat fight. I was half expecting Jerry Lawler to get on commentary, <laughs> but you know, then of course we see one more slapping example uh, in in this promo, and I and I felt like this promo was slapping fans in the face because they want to insult our intelligence again. God, everything about SmackDown and the main roster just sucks. The only reason that SmackDown is better than Raw is because it's one hour shorter. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, you know what you want to like about these bad episodes of SmackDown? What's that? It's your reviews. It's what? It's your review of of the shows. I just, if uh, <laughs> one person finds them entertaining, so I, I, I just, my, my patience gets severely tested, and then from time to time, I go over the edge. So anyway, uh, moving on from this abysmal opening <laughs> segment, which, which, which apparently sets up a main event later tonight for uh, King- Kingston versus Corbin. Yeah. And, I know, and I know you're holding your breath in, in anticipation of 
anticipation of my review of that. Well, you will have to wait. Okay, I'll wait. I'm patient. <laughs> Good, because I'm, I'm, I'm historically not a patient man. It's like <laughs> in one receptor better than I uh, So next up, we get a Miz versus Wyatt video package. Mm-hmm. Um, af- after that, uh, Corbin and Ziggler come back from their god-awful promo to find a security guard laying out outside of their locker room. I think later on, later on in, in the evening, they also found their, uh, their, um, uh, lift carriers, or what, what is, uh, the, the big, the big thing that, uh, Corbin comes out on. The throne, or whatever it's is, called. Um, oh, what, what do they call I don't know, what's a throne? What, what do they call that thing? His, uh, Some stupid throne. His lift, we'll call it. Alright. So, so the fat... So those guys come out, laid out, and, and, and the throne is all messed up, and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then, a- after, after this, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross uh, defeat Fire and Desire in 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to tell you, okay, Mand- Mandy Rose is honestly one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Yep. But um, but that that being said, um, that being said, I the fact that they don't know what to do with her, plus they don't know what to do with Sonya Deville, even though she has MMA background and and could and, and could conceivably go up against uh, Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. you know. I, cer- certainly, if Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke. Are involved with uh, with uh, Shayna Baszler, even though even though I don't think they're very good in the ring at all. Surely, surely, Stark Mia Deville could find a place with her background. Right. Um. Let's see. But but then again, so even even though even though Fire and Desire lost, I I just you know what did, what did you expect because. They've just done absolutely nothing. Yep. I, you know, yeah. So, so up next, surprisingly, Elio, we actually get a halfway decent tag team match in WWE. Oh. Which I didn't think, I didn't think they were capable of putting on outside of NXT, so I was shocked. The Revival versus Chad Gable and, uh, and Ali, and, Mercifully, at least I didn't hear it, and I could be wrong, but at least, at least we didn't hear the names, um, Shorty G this week. Oh. But if, are you, are you, are you sure? On, if it was on TV, just know that my my brain wouldn't allow me to process. It. Okay. All right. So, I I was very thankful for that reprieve. Uh, next up we have a. Uh, interview with Bailey and Elias, and uh, and sh- and Bailey says that Lacey Evans might be impressive to other people, but she doesn't care. And then Elias goes into a song about himself and Bailey and Dana Brooke. Um, and this was quite the non-PG moment because he's talking about having a threesome. 
GTV? <laughs> uh, no, no. A- after, after, after dealing with Rusev, Lana, and Bobby Lashley... You know what I'm saying? You see what I did there? I mean, you had to return to GTV. You know how they had all the... They always had that camera. I think this is a bad uh, involving like the kids in this story. Yeah, I, well, at least at least the kids not getting hurt. But I just I don't I don't. No, I'm saying that. No, no, they're not getting hurt. But I just don't like the idea of the of kids in the story. No, and I, no, and I don't either. Um, at all. Cesaro and Nakamura backstage with uh, 
Can I say, you know, I, well, can I say, I like heavy machinery. I just don't like how the, the that they're put in these stupid uh, segments. Yeah, yeah they're not good. Like that that pancake uh, one with the new day just really did it for me. That was just no. Yeah, where where, he's in the, where Otis is in the batter and yeah, it's all disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's just disgusting. It's and speaking of disgusting and, and poor wardrobe choices in professional wrestling, can we get Otis a shirt that fits? <laughs> because because the the belly part of this gimmick is not working for me. Oh my god! It makes me, me want to lose my lunch. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, actually, my dinner because um, because SmackDown takes place after dinner. Alright, yep. Um, so then we get Cesaro and Nakamura versus Heavy Machinery. <laughs> and Cesaro and Nakamura defeated defeated them in nine and a half minutes. I don't know why this match needed to go nine and a half minutes. I don't need to see this for nine and a half minutes. Not, <laughs> not saying it wasn't decent, but I just don't need to see that. Right. Um, let's see here. Uh, next up was the uh, main event, which was supposed to be King Corbin versus Kofi Kingston, but then, of course, the ghost of Teddy Long shows up, and it turns into a tag team match. Oh, boy. Uh, between... Holla! Uh, yes. <laughs> Holla at you, boy. King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and the New Day. Yep. Of course, New Day defeated Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler after a DQ, which was all a setup for a post-match angle featuring uh, featuring um, uh, Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is pissed off because he got covered in dog food. Uh, last week, so he proceeded to set up and shove uh, Dolph Ziggler off the top of a ladder through the announce table. Yep. And we get uh, we get Corbin walking in various and Roman Reigns, the big dog. God, every time I every time I hear my, uh, Michael Cole say that, I just want to puke. Um, much like Roman Reigns probably did after getting covered in that dog poop, but I digress. Because <laughs> uh, the big dog stands tall to end SmackDown, and thus my pain is over because I don't have to review this shit. Can I say, you know, you know, you know what I can't wait for? To see yeah. Sheamus return to the ring. Like, aside from these uh, vignettes they've been running, I can't wait to see him back in the ring. Well, and I'm, I'm 
just I'm just glad that he didn't get significantly hurt because that's why that's why I thought he was out. Oh. Uh, so so what is he? Is he good? Is he a healer, facer, both? I don't I don't know yet. Um, based on um, based on the the promos, mm-hmm. I, I would say he's gonna air more towards the heel side. Okay. Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, that is our review of SmackDown. We will be back, and when we come back, we will be firing up the DeLorean and going... Taking uh, a, actually, no. Sorry? Uh, hold, hold off on the DeLorean. Oh, you want to, oh, you want to do the TLC first? Yes. Alright, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will not be firing up. We will be firing up the DeLorean and getting it set. Right, because right after our preview of TLC, which takes place on... Tomorrow night, Sunday, Jane, from December 15th, we will be taking a trip back through time to another TLC. So stay tuned for that. Okay, cool. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And we are going to take a look at TLC. Ben, take it away because I know you have the card in front of you. I tried to look it up, but I don't even know what they have. All right. Well, are, are you ready? Is your, um, are you fueled up on the shore? Or uh, I, I, I think I'm ready. You're going to need it. Alright. <laughs> so let's have it. Let's have it. Where are we going on uh, Sunday night, December 15th? Where's TLC going to take place? My uh, co-host is looking it up. I'm gonna do a search myself to help him out. Yes. All right. We are calling up the website. Let's see. TLC 2019. <laughs> All right. Okay. And. All right. So where are we? Um, I apologize for that uh, delay. No, that's actually pretty cool. Our, our, our listeners got a behind the scenes of what we do. All the, everything we do for the fans. Yes, um, there's a lot of research that goes into this show. Um, but um, uh, TLC takes place in Minneapolis, Minnesota yep. at the Target Center. Which, by the way, was the play was the location of the very first WCW Nitro. Yes, I, I, I did know that. Just a bit of um, just a bit of trivia for for listeners. The, the inside scoop for the old fans like us. <laughs> so um, let me just pull the uh, the TLC card back up. Yes, what the hell do we have here on this? Uh, Painful uh, show. So, first up, we have um, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. 
Is that, is, that, is that still taking place? I thought I thought I heard uh, something about how it's not happening anymore. Well, according to this card, it's still happening. So okay. All right. Okay. So Alistair Black is my pick. Yep, Alistair Black. Um, and then we have God. I hate this. We have the Viking Raiders in an open challenge. The participants of which we don't know. Um, you know what? I swear they better not put two enhancement talents on the card. I they better not do that. That would be terrible. Um, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say the Viking Raiders. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Viking Raiders. Uh, yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, next up we have. Oh, you know what? I don't see the New Day losing it, uh, losing the belt. Yes. Uh, I, I don't either. Um, this is, this is a very boring card to go over. I apologize. Is it? Uh, for my lack of... Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, my co-host is struggling as am I, just listening to this card. <laughs> Lynch and Charlotte? You think? I'm, I'm sorry, what, what? Becky Lynch and Charlotte? I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm, that, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Because, I mean, they've, uh, they've uh, killed the Kabuki Warriors. Like, who who's left for them to feud with? Exactly. Um, so. Oh, of course, I wouldn't mind seeing the Iconics back. You know what? You know. You know why? You know I love the iconics. My co-host doesn't like the iconics. I don't know why. I'm trying to convince him that they're iconic. Oh God! If you strike their pose, I'm gonna. Turn. Iconic. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, please don't be scared by my. Uh, it's not the generation X. Terrible. Next up, we have the match I couldn't give two shits about. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> back. No, you know what? I think Bobby Lashley's gonna win. Not. No, I'm going with Rusev on this one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Rusev. Uh. <laughs> you almost had me going there. I thought you were going for the swerve. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder who's going to win that. I, I said it, I said it, I said it for the previous match. I couldn't care less. Perhaps, perhaps I over, oversold myself on that one because this is the one where it's, I might have to turn it off. Yeah. Oh, Roman Reigns. Can, can, can I say this is such a predictable card? Uh, really? You, you, you think so? Because that's exactly what I... That's exactly what I it's 
this is such a predictable car. This is going to be so stupid. Uh oh. Uh, non-title matchup between Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and the Miz. Oh jeez. Oh, I'm thinking. Ah, uh, the Miz. I mean, he's facing Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend, which is kind of stupid because they're the same person. Yeah. Oh, 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 you know what? What? I just had a thought. Well, could we see the return could we see the return of Liv Morgan? I uh, I hope so. Well, because the thing is like we haven't seen the um the Mr. Rogers version of Bray Wyatt in the ring, so it's like Right. That's Right, so I'm think I'm thinking, uh, uh, you know what? This is hard. It's gonna be hard now because I I'm picking the Miz to win, but I can see Bray Wyatt winning and uh, Liv Morgan with uh, help from Liv Morgan making her return. Yeah. Um, for now, I'm gonna go with Bray Wyatt. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Bray Wyatt as well because I think uh, this feud just started and I don't think I don't see that in any time soon. I mean, this is only their first match. Yeah. And, uh, believe it or not, my friend, that, that's about it for TLC. Alright, that, that's oh so predictable card. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are now going to get the DeLorean set up it's been warming up in the garage, and we are going to take a trip back through time. Ben, are you ready, sir? I am. Alright, so let's fire that DeLorean up and see where it takes us. We are going back to December 15th. December 14th of 2014 TLC 2014 Yes and um, and I'm, I'm sure our fans will be World Championship match on this card. The main event was a TLC match between Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose. Of course, and there was okay. So we're gonna the show kicks off with the Intercontinental Championship. Dolph Ziggler defeating Luke Harper, one of uh, the newest releases from the company. Yeah, that's the theme for TLC for 2014. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, that's the theme for 24 for TLC 2014. All right, then we have for the tag team championships, the USO was defeating Damien Mizdow and the Miz. And then we have our stairs match. Have you ever seen a stairs match, Ben? Yes. 
With Big Show defeating Eric Rowan. Then we had the tables match with John Cena defeating Seth Rollins. Nikki Bella defeating AJ Lee to hold on to the Divas Championship. Ryback defeating Kane in a chairs match. And Rusev defeating Jack Swagger to Ryback. And Rusev defeating Jack Swagger to hold on to the US Championship. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you hear rumors that uh, about Ryback possibly returning? No, I haven't heard that. Okay, apparently, uh, I don't know. I, used to, I, I think I saw it somewhere, but uh, I don't see that happening. The, the latest thing that I saw from, uh, from uh, Ryback was, for some reason, this popped up on my, on my uh, YouTube I couldn't resist. Apparently, he he had a training session with Phoenix Marie. With who? With Phoenix Marie, and if you don't know who that is, she she is an actual Brazzers star in the adult entertainment field. Oh, okay, a training session. <laughs> okay, is that what they're calling it now? Oh, yeah. Creative location. Oh, creative locations. Oh, okay. Creative locations are for session, training sessions. Oh. Alright. Okay. Yep. Okay, so um, that was uh, our review of TLC 2014, our trip back through time for this week. Ben, how, how did you, how was show number 50? Yeah, I couldn't hear um, some of what you were saying. Yeah, well, well that means two of us. But going, going back, um, you know, on, on its face, uh, TLC uh, 2014 um, looked like a looked like a pretty good show. I don't, I don't remember tuning into it. Better than tomorrow um, night's show looks. <laughs> Yes, sir. Do you think, uh, do you think that the gimmick type pay-per-views, such as TLC or or Hell in a Cell or Elimination Chamber, are are overdone or or outdated now? I think yeah. I think they need to stop it and not push back. There's uh, too many pay-per-views now. Yeah, I, I agree because you know you, you'll not you'll notice um, as we went over in. TLC 2019 preview that we have a uh, we have multiple TLC matches, um, but 
Same with the dog food deal with Roman Reigns. I, it's just I can't take this seriously. It's like I'm not I'm not excited for right any these gimmick pay-per-views anymore. Like you know the 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 only the only gimmick pay-per-view that I like is the Royal One. That's it. Yep. And, but other than that, it's like I don't care. You know, if 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 I wasn't um, if I wasn't getting the network, and I had to choose, like, do I want to buy these shows outside of like WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble? The answer would, would be hell no. Right. It, it's just you know because we just went over this 2019 card, and I think that's the worst card I I may have ever seen, and I I thought that that was gonna be. The I thought that was the case with uh, Stomping Grounds 2019, but this one looks worse than that. You know. Yep. Uh, so that's my two cents. I don't know. Yep. I agree. I have vivid on Vince McMahon. He's just... He needs to step away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he just doesn't get anywhere. But on to, um, on to happier topics... Um, this um, this wraps up the, the analysis portion of our fiftieth show. Yep. And before we and before we jump off the air, um, Elio, I just have to, I just have to say thank you to to the listeners and most most importantly uh, to you for uh, hanging in there with me uh, for fifty shows. I know I kind of sucked at the beginning because I'm kind of new to the new to the podcast game. Well, our, our, our early episodes uh, kind of suck. They're not the shows that we put out now. We've gotten way better. Yeah, and um, it, it's 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 funny. I was because uh, I was actually counting the the shows. That's how I knew. Um, oh, okay. Earlier this week that we had hit fifty. Cool. And, and notwithstanding some of our lost episodes, right? But um, but you know, I was going back and like our most listened to show was our first one. Oh, I got geez. like forty three hits. Jeez. <laughs> I'm kind of mystified as to why, because you know, it it, it was really bad. <laughs> it was. Our uh, our shows now are so much better, so I'm, yep. I'm hoping. That we can hit that kind of viewership coming up in the future, um, but I just wanna I just wanted to say thank you for uh, the show and um, I don't know about you but I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it and I'm yeah I'm having fun to new heights in the future yep. All right, with uh, that um, we say we bring this show to a close. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, wait. Do we have a show next week, or are we taking the week off for the holidays? Um. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can. Uh, we can take that week off for the holidays, and because um. Actually, actually, what what is what is uh, next weekend is. No, actually, we do have a we do have a show, uh, next week. It's the week after that that we don't. Wait, when the, the next, I'm sorry, next weekend is the 21st, 
22nd. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we can we can do a reaction show to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, do well. That that will be our year-end show then, our yeah. last show of the year, and then uh, we'll cut it for the holidays. Yeah, and then and then our next show after that will be uh, January fourth, I think. Ooh, Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Yes. So do your homework, and I will do mine. I will be covering that show. I can't wait to get back into NJPW. Yeah, because last time, last time I tried to watch NJPW, even though the uh, even though the quality of the card was good, it was it was it was so long. I was having trouble uh, keeping up with it because it was just like day after day. Ah, oh, well, you're not supposed to watch. You can't watch all at once if you if you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it in a while, if there's if they get into it slowly, like that's what I do. I watch some, then I take a break and then I come back later on. Well, and that's what that's what I'm gonna have to do. And, and, and the other thing I'm gonna do over the holidays is I'm gonna I'm gonna get familiar with um, MLW because I've been MLW. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, it's uh, not been. The best uh, lately, so it's kind of probably a good thing that you didn't watch these shows because they've been pretty bad, the uh, as of late. But uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll get better. I'll go back a little bit, and um, yep. I might, I might just start. From, I might just start from the beginning since I haven't seen it before. Oh, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of watching to do. Happy viewing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll get into the whole thing, but at least I'll I'll start working on. It. All right, so from my co-host Ben Pierce, I've been Elio Canella. We the fans. We will talk to y'all next week for our end of the year show. Ben, say goodbye to the listeners. Absolutely, and uh, thanks again. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Train.